0: Well, welcome back Austin fans. Thanks for joining the Austin rugby podcast. So glad to have you here. Um, got a new guest on this week. That's not Alex Reese sitting uh, uh, sideways from me right now. That's, that's Bradley Yandel. Uh, he is a, I guess, are you still with the Austin blacks or are you, are you considered a former Austin black now? <sighs>
1: I would definitely consider myself a former Austin Black, but uh, <laughs> I am sipped to go to training right now. But don't expect to find me playing any matches. <laughs> there you go.
0: There you go. Well, it's been a uh, it's been a busy week for MLR rugby, and um, Bradley and I are going to sit down and we're going to chat just a little bit about uh, what's been going on with the AGs this week. They had two. That's right. Two preseason matches in. Let's say They had one on Saturday and then one last night on On Thursday night against against Houston, that's two long trips back and forth to Houston. Nice little six hours of driving back and forth <laughs> uh, to go play. Right. That, that, that first one, you know, they played um, uh, kind of a Nola B side. Um, we kind of split our squad up into the A's and the G's. Not really the quote unquote A side. I don't think Austin has that yet. But they, you know, they went out and put a pretty good hurting on it. But again, it was two 25 minute halves you know, pretty, uh, pretty good play. I think, uh, you know, 40 to seven. It's was a good a run out. out. Yeah, it was a good run out to get started. It was 40 to seven. So I think that, you know, I, I never really think like those first runouts, and I'm not a big fan of, of assessing like, Oh my gosh, how is the team going to handle throughout the entire season with, with a mixed squad? Um, you know, <laughs> as, as we do in preseason, like that never happens. Like we'll, we'll find and finally tune a squad and get it ready for, you know, the 20th. If, 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 If that's kind of the goal for the coaches, right? So um,
1: that's got to be the goal. As they, I mean, as they set it up and they look to go forward with this, uh, even New Orleans, they're, I know Ross, one of their centers, uh, he's an American coming up through the ranks and was playing in the Southeast. And so that speed and that level for him and for all these squads, the preseason is very, very important to find out, you know, who's there. And even with last night, looking at the AGs, it's called a friendly, but it looked like a friendly. Oh. And if you're supposed to be playing for positions, then you're not supposed to be friendly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? I don't know. there so. was a there is a couple of times in last night's match um I believe I did see a headbutt. Um that, you know, it's kind of yeah. hard. We we were, we were streaming on the uh the the wonderful Texas Rugby Monthly. Facebook page, big, big shout thanks. out to Grant Cole. Big thanks Another nice uh, Yeah, right. <laughs> got, got to give a big shout out to Grant for for doing play by play for that and to his son yeah. for filming and to Jen for filming on uh, yeah. on Saturday. Man, it was so great. Um, great news for Austin rugby fans. We are going to stream on Texas Rugby Monthly. We're going to stream it, um, the match against the Giltinis uh, tomorrow, which is Saturday. But if you're listening right. to this tomorrow, which is Saturday, um, I believe that the match is only going to be for season ticket holders. It's kind of a select match if you were invited to it as kind of their their warm-up before the opening match next Saturday against the Utah Warriors. But let's get back to last night's match. Um, as you were saying, actually I actually want to go back one more time. We talked about like splitting rosters and people like wanting to get starts. When when people said like the uh, the NOLA team they said, "Well, it's a B squad, and that's not a B. There wasn't wasn't totally a B squad on there. You had right. Timothy Guillemin, who played for Austin for two years and played last year. At you know, he was the starting fly half for New England, playing most of the entire match for them. I I, right. I I don't like when people say like it's a B squad. If you're playing in the MLR, he belongs there. You belong there. <laughs> like, there. Yeah, right? You belong there, right? You're you're <laughs> right. there. Like they had guys <laughs> yeah. playing throughout, but but last night's match was you know again mixed squad match. that was." Yeah. You know, we started off pretty strong and scored a try within the first, I think it's like the first four minutes or so. Um, If you haven't watched it, go check it out on Texas Rugby Monthly Facebook page. I don't know about you, Bradley, like going back and watching that, you know, I I knew Cam Dodson was a big guy and Uh had, had a good runner and good background. But that first try and he broke away for what, it felt, what I felt like was about 30 meters and scored a try as in as a, you know, I think he was playing lock last night, but he plays both lock and eight man. That, that was pretty impressive for me.
1: It was, it was funny because before the match, you could hear Grant Cole talking about a Jersey change yeah, because <laughs> it was Christian, too small, <laughs> Christian, it's so large compared to the other locks. So the fact that he breaks that line, he runs what we call on the blacks training, like a filthy dirty line, right? Yeah, so right. Scottish coaches, <laughs> Of course he <you> um, did. <laughs> Once he run that line and it was beautiful, but they're like, ah, oh, he plays a bit of sevens. So it was good to see that. Okay. We, one, we got the size, Difference, but one of them's pretty quick and knows how to run at a hole or run at space. Yeah, and the one of the other larger problems I saw as the match developed, I don't know if it's fitness or playing in those pods as a forward pack, but we're standing still. We gotta. Yeah. I mean, if you're catching the pass and then they're already allowed to lift off the game line two steps, and then I'm starting to run with the ball, that's yeah. never a good look, even in youth rugby. Yeah, so. We all belong there because we're professionals. But let's let's run and let's attack and <laughs> let's enjoy having the pill like professionals do. Yeah, you know? I think that
0: was that was one of the things for me is yeah yeah I was as, as we were watching it going okay I you know I understand we're still preseason we're still trying to get things ironed out and you know you take away whatever you want from the game. One of the things that I did take away was yeah there was a bit of I, I felt like the passing was not as crisp. A uh, lot of drop balls, a lot of passes to guys in spaces where they actually weren't. Um, you know, there was right. it's like, oh, you're supposed to be here, but actually you should have been three meters in rather than, you know, you know, where you were. And that's why we missed the ball. And that's why you had to reach out or whatever it may be. And I think that was one of the things that maybe it is that standing still that really hurt, that kind mm-hmm. of hurt them. You know, the final score was right. 26-22. Well, you know, it, it, again, it's preseason. I really don't.
1: Uh, I don't look with three tries in the first half, though, yeah. and with those three tries in the first half, it looked it looked a little, um, I guess uninspired, yeah. on our behalf because getting around the ruck, and I was talking to Austin Wallace a little bit ago, but that first try they scored, okay, all off right. the line out, that's tough getting back. That's tough getting around and resourcing the open side of the field, but we don't even have the right body position. Yeah, we were standing mostly all the way up. Like If you're in that position and you've given up that much territory, you're putting your knuckles on the the chalk line and you're getting ready and you're getting the right body height. But if we're standing there with our hands on our knees, anybody, and you see it later in the match when their front rower just gets low and drives his feet and puts one down, our body height isn't anywhere that you'd like to see throughout the season. And I'm sure it's going to progress. Sure. And those forge coaches are going to be like, Hey boys, <laughs> you got to play <laughs> down here. Up, Five yeah. meters in, you got to play down here. You can't stand up and, you know, walk where you think you need to walk. Everything has to be done with enthusiasm. And that'll come with the new season. That'll come with an opening match. That'll come with 2,500 fans in the stand that we're hoping for. If we can reach our full 50% capacity.
0: Let's hope so. That's, that's, that's the going rumor around town is that we, Austin could potentially sell out at the beginning of the season. Like there are lots of people apparently who are out, out in the public that are not actually, you know, accustomed to rugby. Don't, don't know much about rugby who are now big fans. And, you know, Hey, Oh, we got a rugby team now, football season's over. So let's go, let's go watch some rugby. That's, that's pretty exciting. Um, that's something I definitely want to, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, uh, getting back to the game, you know, I, I think for me, you talked about it a, a minute ago and just kind of saying like, you know, the defensive positioning was a little bit off. And I think that, mm-hmm. I think people are still trying to figure out, you know, obviously we, it's not like they've been playing together for, you know, six months, three months, five months. Like it's only been about two and a half months or so. And of course you here in Texas, you had that week off where they couldn't actually practice because of the snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And I still think that they're still, they're just a little bit, they're still trying to link up and figure out how, each person works together right. and and right now obviously we don't have a clear vision of who that starting 15 is going to be and who's going to you know who's going, right. to, be the, who's going to be the match day squad and so this kind of mixing of squads you know we we had um you know you, like outside center you had louis Atama last night and then inside center you know uh, mason, mac mason seems to be kind of the uh the de facto inside center at this particular point in time at least he has been the past couple of matches, but you know, Satama has been switched out in and out a few times with, uh, with Bryce uh, Campbell. And then of course on the wing, you've got Roderick and you've got Cole Davis and you've got Frank Halai and everybody's kind of rotating. And I think that's kind of the other thing, right? Is there's so much interchanging of people throughout each one of the matches that no one's really finding that
1: cohesion because it's preseason. And I think, right. And the coaches want to know, the coaches want to know how you're going to manage uh, confrontation or yeah. adversity, right? If something happens and we lose our 12 in the middle of a match, due a yellow card or injury or whatever it may be, how's that back line going to rotate and fill in these gaps and still be most effective? Yeah. And with, with defense, you know, the defense will come when once more clearly defined leaders establish themselves on that team. That think so. Once, because defense is, we all know, an attitude. And when I first got to Austin, you know, I didn't have that attitude and the blacks certainly put it into me, you know, (laughs) with line speed and pressure and the way that we approach defense, because, you know, even through South camps, the three P's of rugby were uh, pressure, possession and points. Yeah. If you're starting on defense, first thing I do is add pressure and the best way to do that is to be organized <laughs> and know what you're doing so that you can go add pressure, <laughs> right? So like you're saying, finding our space, finding our feet, finding out who you're comfortable. Like I know that if we're pushing out towards 10 and 12 and I'm a hooker, then I'm going to be right towards that AAP cap. I'm going to yeah. be tackling comf- comfortable spaces for me. And I know who I can look to my outside and go, okay, he's going to go chase somebody down. Me, not so much, (laughs) but he will. Right. And I can keep his inside pace and I can push with him. And I know the way he likes to go play and that'll come. But like, again, it's going to come once those leaders clearly define themselves. Um, we're obviously looking to Patty Ryan and some of those boys. And at least I want to see one flanker that just steps up and owns it and becomes a madman every time he steps on the field. Right. I think once we get those roles, we're going to be,
0: very well set i think yeah. I, I think one of the consistent things that we've seen in this preseason um not too surprising you know i know that the, the back line has shifted or the uh, the back row has shifted around a lot like you've had moab dominant in there you've had domikina dom bailey um last night starting off the match you had michael the wall playing eight which was great to see michael out there um and then you had uh Oh, and McLean Jones actually came in in the second, you know, kind of halfway through the second half. So he got about twenty minutes of game time, you know, in that second half, which was, and then scored probably, I mean, one of the best tries I've seen in a while with that the last try yeah. of the match, that crossfield kick by Will you know, Will McGee. I mean, he he put it literally on a dime. And Will's and, been good at that for it, as long as I've watched or put, seen
1: or heard of known a Will.
0: <laughs> he had a crossfield kick, put it on a dime, literally on yeah. the try line, and McLean Jones full like major league baseball laying out doe doe for it caught it and scored and i thought it was i thought that try was amazing like so,
1: you know i told you i quit at the yellow card so i need to go back yeah you should go back and watch that.
0: it <laughs> it's yeah. like the last last minute of the game you know and i think that that's kind of one of those things right like again people are st- there's everybody in the back line that you talk back row that you talked about um you know trying to find that one person who's going to go up and hit be that hitter i think it's going to be mo i think mo's kind of that yeah. he's like oh, man he's like a honey badger, right? Like he's just like digging, like he's one of the best ball stealers in the league, but you know, he goes in there and just kind of, oh man, he's fierce. And when he tackles, I mean, he's, he's not big, but man, when he tackles people, he puts people down. And I think we, yeah, there were some big
1: tackles last night, uh, big hits last night too, for sure. sure. And uh, I, I do like guys like that. I. I was never one to cut somebody in half. I was never one to put the big hit, but I was the one that was always kind of in there weaseling my way around <laughs> and trying to find the ball in the middle of the pack or the guy that would the rugby weasel off the deck or that your nickname? the one that, the one that, <laughs> no, I don't know. I was always grand slam, but um, I was always the one that knew that, you know, if, <laughs> If I don't ever touch you or tackle you, then I don't have to release you because I'm not a tackler. <laughs> there <you go>. there <laughs> right? You go. right? So if I could just predict the where you're about to land and those are where these guys are pros and belong on that field yeah. because they know those types of things. You know, we're in club rugby, we're still trying to explain that. It's a mall, and when everybody's screaming "mall," then I can tie the ball up, and I can kill the ball, and I can, you know, earn possession back for my team. These guys know that, and they know each position. They hear (laughs) right, (laughs) exactly, and that's that's the, the the finite part of the game. And where, you know, I like the big hits, believe me, everybody loves it. And that's, what's going to pull more eyes into the sport. But I like those guys that are just crafty, yeah. you know, that are maybe in their early to mid thirties and they're not there to, you know, make the highlight reel. Uh, they're there to just simply win the ball and get possession and score some points. Yeah, for
0: sure. But well, so, you know, kind of thinking about, you know, obviously we've got the uh, las coming into town for the season friendly on saturday uh we haven't seen a squad list yet for that match i do like that coach harris has put in putting out the squad list you know 48 hours in advance uh, it's something that major league rugby i wish they would do more often so we could analyze a little bit further uh, but they haven't put it why out. why do because- you like it you
1: just a, just a, a little side part for us that you like it because i like it you want to left- know the names you want to know who's going into it you want to be prepared for match yeah.
0: day yeah I, I i want to go in if, if i'm going in looking to see who's playing, I'm going to go, okay, maybe we can tell by who's on, on that sheet, uh, what kind of style they're going to be playing. And is it, you know, two, one, two, two, and you know, one, three, two, one, like how, what are your pods going to look like? What's your, what's your style that you're going to be playing? And I think it shifts dependent on who's on, on the pitch. And, and for me, I just like it just from an analyst standpoint, just looking at going, oh, okay, I see you started him, him him like, he's going to be a finisher. I don't know who who is it's going to be yet, but I'd see like somebody like a Dom Bailey coming on 20 minutes left in the second you know in the game as a finisher, and you got a guy with, with strength who's gonna be at that fl- at that seven at that seven spot. Um, you know, who's just gonna go run wild for twenty minutes and, and, and right, cut people right. down. Like that's that's what I want to see. Right.
1: Um and, and, and think, the thing is too, great. you can see If the front row is a little bigger today, or maybe they're built for speed. Right. You know, how are we matching
0: up in the the pack versus, you know, what are the
1: backs looking like? So my big thing is, um, because I want to, I'm looking at sports psychology and I'm looking at studying and going further with that, but also the player's mindset. Yeah. I want our guys to know two days in advance if they have that start. Yeah, I don't want them wandering up to, you know, the night before, because two days before a match, that's when you can start maybe Fair. sleeping a little bit better yeah. or eating a little bit better or doing the things, you know, that you need to do by Saturday. You can start that on Wednesday, especially if, let's say me, I played 16 behind Brendan Rams for the blacks and I played 16 behind a guy named Johnny Cleary for the blacks yeah. and i played behind some very good guys, but they'd always be like, Hey Yandel, uh, you're going to actually start this week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, about thanks that. for the heads up guys. <laughs> I'm usually 10, 10 prepared for, you know, time. yeah. 10 to 15 minutes, you know, I Yandel come in maybe do a couple, you know, semi cool things. And then, you know, Hey, good shift and I'm off and we win the game. We're off over to the drink (laughs) up, but, uh, we went to play Metropolis in the Gold Cup one year and I was like, hey, Rams is starting Friday night and you're starting Sunday. I was like, yeah. oh, great, <laughs> thanks deal." <laughs> but knowing that and having that lead time as a player is huge too. Yeah. And so if we want our players we want our AGs to be the best they can be, then I think coaches doing right by them Yeah. and right by the announcers and right by the rugby community in Austin yeah. by simply, simply putting the lineup out two days early. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well,
0: so as, as we kind of wrap up the segment here, um, I'm, I'm kind of interested for you. What are the three things that you've three, three things can be positive or negative, or maybe some adjustments that you'd like to see, uh, Mm. out of the, out of the first matches and kind of going into, um, what kind of going into the first week of MLR on the 20th that you've seen from the AGs that you, that you like, that you like, or that you wish would change.
1: Um, I'm going to go back to an old, um, leadership thing that we did with the rugby team, but it was a uh, start, stop and keep. And I don't know if you've ever heard of these three things But basically, it's been a while you know, yeah. stop hogging the ball, start doing this. Right. Yeah. So, um, I guess my first one for the stop for the AGs would be to stop getting maybe ahead of ourselves. Yeah take that time to set that line, set the spacing, start. And then once we stop and take that moment to not panic, right. Then we, Start to do the things we do well mm-hmm. and that is the attacking in space. We do have very good uh, Big men that can run with the pill. Oh, yeah. uh, we also have very athletic backs and we're talking about somebody like Bryce Campbell outside center I've watched the guy play for the Eagles. He's an absolute unit you know, we need to start identifying where we're gonna be strong and I think we have and um, The wait, it was start stop and, <laughs> it's and, yours, keep. I mean. and then right I know and then I'm messing it up uh but the the keep I would say is um the energy because all this energy and all of the good things that the organization's been doing to get these guys ready for camp, all the things that they've done with, uh, with social media. There's supposed to be a guest, uh, a guest artist coming in for opening night. Paul. I don't Oakenfold. know if there's any. <laughs> so we do know who it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Paul Oakenfold. Yeah. It's is a DJ. isn't he? Yeah, he's a huge DJ. So. Huge DJ. So um, they d- just keep the energy alive for this team. Things like you're doing and having, you know, old heads like me on the show and <laughs> doing the Austin rugby supporters. And it's just let's keep this energy as a city, because really, we know that everything's contagious in Austin. For sure. Once you start showing passion and pride for something, people will get behind it. And, um, that would be my, my three, uh, poorly executed things <laughs> that <laughs> I think i wrapped it up pretty. Okay.
0: I like that version. <laughs> Mine's going to be a little bit different. So three things that I've noticed okay. and, and that I, I liked what I'm seeing, um, or maybe just what I've noticed. So one of them, it appears to me if I'm starting to pick like squads or the match day squad, I, I think one, it appears as though. You know, we we talked earlier in the season about the battle at fly half between Will McGee, Kurt Morath, and Mac Mason. Right. Mac Mason has been playing at twelve, and he's not a big twelve, so I think he's going to be more of a, dist- a distributing d- distributing twelve, and he's going to get the ball out to you know Bryce Campbell at thirteen, which I think is interesting. But he also I mean, you, we have some like we have three <sighs> amazing kickers, like and so if there's ever you know we're never, we're never going to be short on like great goal kickers. So that's kind of a Mac Mason and goal kicking is kind of one that I thought was great, but I like the way that Mac plays at 12 because he is kind of a lot, he can be a line breaker, but he can also get the ball out really fast, which is great to see, um, especially and can hit hard for his size. Just, you know, one of the reasons we can play into Waratahs and right behind Bernard Foley. So that was definitely something to be, to be noticed. The second one, um, I knew he. I knew he was big. This is kind of going to the opposite of Mike Mason, but Cam Dodson is massive. Watching that game yesterday, that he is big, and there's nothing but promise. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think starting. I think I'm sticking with my two starting locks. You know, for opening match are going to be Christian Osberg and Sebastian Chavez, but I think Cam right. Dodson, being a young kid, like he has so much potential and oh. that is really exciting so like what cam dots is bringing to the match uh haven't seen Regan o'gorman on the field and i don't know if he's been injured or not so uh, look at that like you know I, I saw him like on the field and through everything but i haven't right. seen him like actually playing so that's our second one and i think the third one you're right i think there's still this level of excitement and i am really excited like you know seeing in different groups you know the fact. I uh, think one of the in the Huns group, they were given. You know, they are doing tickets. And I think Austin Willis was also doing tickets for everybody, and for like fifty you know, fifty people getting tickets for matches and stuff. And man, that's fifteen bucks a pop. I mean, that's great. Yeah, right. And so you know, it, it's one of those things where you go back to season one and season two, and, and I'll go back to it at the beginning. You know, eight hundred people, nine you know, a thousand people. You know, I think the biggest game was an like opening match in Dell Diamond in twenty some, you know, 2019 and it was 1,600 people, but it didn't feel and like that's it. far. And it's far. That's far. Yeah, it's <laughs> far. far. It's way up there. <laughs> yeah. That's for us, for all of us that live south. But for those that live at <laughs> right. Round Rock, we we totally understand. Like, we know it's far to come down here. Love it. So, <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. But I think that that's been the big thing. So, for me, keep it up. Keep going on. Well... It's, it's, it's a good cover up yeah I, I think it's a good good summary of what's going on we're going to come right back and we're going to talk with one kentucky son who's shaken up the ags and the <laughs> and the mlr once again this season that is mr LaRome white we'll talk to him in just a minute he's a player so nice we've had him on here twice he's he's been with us for man this would be season three technically that he's been with us he is Kentucky's favorite son that comes from Louisville so we'll just go with that one so that's you know that's there are other favorite sons around Kentucky that people like them. So Mr. LaRome White. LaRome, what's going on, brother? <laughs> oh,
2: what's up? What's up, Dustin? How are you?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to good to see you. Good to sit down and chat. We'll we'll make sure that we, we're you know cognizant of your time and you gotta get back to probably resting, getting ready for getting ready for the games this weekend, preseason yeah. matches. So you know that and then
2: ready for tomorrow.
0: And again, man, that's you excited? Oh yeah, I'm hyped. I'm always hyped before the game. Season right around the corner. All, all kinds of good stuff going on. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Hey, LaRome, um, it's been a while since we had you on the podcast, and some people may not know who you are. And if they don't know who you are, that's a shame because, again, you are LaRome White. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you uh, get, give everybody a, a quick breakdown of of your time in MLR, and uh, maybe just tell people who you are maybe a favorite food, things like that. And then we'll, then we'll start getting into the, the, the hard, the hard questions.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I got you, I got you. So as, as some of you know, my name's Lerome White. Uh, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. My first season in, in the MLR was the very first season of the MLR. I played with Seattle Seawolves. Uh, I was about 23 when I, when I uh, went to go play, came straight out of college. I went to university of Louisville. Um, we won't hold it against him. <laughs> <laughs> I played there all four years and then uh went into you know got getting picked up by Seattle. That was a really cool experience. First time living, you know, somewhere out of my state uh, and living like across the country, which was is crazy. Yeah. Um we got the championship the first season. And then I'm transitioned uh, a little bit closer to home. Made it here in Austin. <laughs> they, um, you st-
0: you're still 17 hours away. <laughs> uh, <that's, laughs> I mean, it, it's closer to home.
2: <laughs> Seattle. So, that's uh,
0: that's true. That's true. I'll give you that.
2: Well, yeah, this is my third season um, here in Austin and I have just been loving it. Like, I mean, there's been a lot of changes and, you know, we stopped right here on the Gilgroni's Gronies the orange and I've been loving it ever since.
0: Hey, I mean, geez, man. God, I mean, all the, man, you got some, man, look at that. That's a new training top too. Oh, yeah. Man, uh, we talked, yeah. we, 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 t- we talked with Simon, you know, and he's got a cool training top and Jake had a cool train, man. Just waiting. I think nothing, nothing, none of that is online yet for purchase. So we need to figure that out and get that out to the, to the masses because those are There's, some
2: slick stuff right Simon there. Simon has all the good gear. I, Simon well, all.
0: Simon's a coach too. So he always gets whatever, he. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're a coach, you just kind of go, oh, I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. Everybody's got mm-hmm. the cool hats and things like that. I, I'm still rocking the old school stuff. So but that's all right. Um, that's all right. We'll, we'll hang in there. School. So Larome, uh, like you said, you, man, you were, you were in Louisville for four years under the, under the tutelage of, uh, one coach Walton, uh, big, he's a big fan of yours and loves to give you a hard time. Um, what was it like kinda, I want to kind of go back a little bit and talk about, you know, playing college rugby and how you've seen the college rugby game change a little bit in the past, uh, you know, I guess five years or so for six years, no, seven years. So <laughs> I'm trying to do math here. <laughs> Shit. No. Uh, but what, what do you think that has been a big change in the college game in the past couple of years?
2: Oh yes. Yeah. Since uh really since like the MLR started, there's been a huge change with not just the D one, but like, you know, D1AA, D two, D three, where it's not just playing. We used to just go out there and just, you know, do what you can be an athlete. <laughs> where now there's a lot more actual structure in the games. Um, and that's just coming from, you know, watching other teams, watching MLR, uh, different coaches coming into play, different guys coming from overseas, teaching uh college kids and other coaches the game. So it's been a, a huge difference. And just going with Emil, he would just, we may, he his, his motto. We may not be the most skillful, but we're going to be the most fit. So <laughs> he would just run us the whole preseason, just running running. So, I, you know, I love it. I love him. Um, he helps me out every time I come back home. Uh, great coach look at him
0: Like I, I, we, we know Emil is, is a big fan of the podcast and probably listens mm-hmm. maybe every now and then <laughs> <laughs> he'll definitely listen to this one since Lerome's on there that's for sure so we'll give him a shout out and and he'll appreciate that uh, I, I can't give him too much of a shout out since I am a University of Kentucky graduate so we'll, we'll, no, we'll, we'll go, we'll go just do. a little bit on that uh, <laughs> Louisville shout out so um, actually we actually think that maybe Emil and I played against each other when we were much 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 younger so this would have no, been like nice. 15 years ago or something like that so anywho hey um obviously you know you've been here three years the change that's happened all right well, let's take a step back in your time machine and go back to 2019 um and i mean i I, th- I think you know we had you on the podcast 2019 at the um right near the you know at the end and it was and it was rough i mean close matches lost here and there and it just you know we won't say like a lot of just heads hanging low but it, it some heads hanging low yeah. well, you know it is a rough year but walk me through what it was like going into that 2020 season and what you saw as the as the changes and then coming into 2021 and what's happened here
2: So after the 2019 season, we ended up changing our name to The Herd. So just that. (laughs) Oh, sorry. It's it's on this
0: side. It's on this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just that in general, you can tell like, oh, change is coming, you know, coming for the better, whether, you know, we changed the the team's logo, we changed the colors and we were just looking for, you know, our home, like where, like what we changed into. to, we getting rid of the elite that 2019 season was done. was irrelevant to what's what's going to happen, what was going to happen the next season and you know we came out pretty strong where uh the 2020 season you know we actually tied a game we won won the game our rival game against houston yep texas cup baby right yeah we won the texas cup yeah so we got the trophy so we was already seeing change and also like this change in uh from the coaches uh we had alan you know the first uh it's my first season in 2019 the french coach and then we changed into brent and just with the coaching staff and the guys uh and charge, we saw just different changes there. Yeah. Which, you know, it was sad to see some guys leave, but it was cool to see the new guys come in and, you know, get to learn different things, get to learn different uh, different people. Mm-hmm. So that experience was cool. Sadly, you know, the season got ended uh, because of COVID. <laughs> you know, five games in, right before we win our game. Oh, man. Right. And COVID ended it, but just, to, uh, you know, mid season of the 2020, we changed to the growing Gronies. So we started seeing more change and we started getting gyms built and equipment in and we just, we had saw like the guys that are still here from the seasons before. saw like, you know, let's stick with it. Like we've yeah. see change changes each year. It's getting better. And I think this is our year. Like yeah. even coming in this season with the new coaches, Sam and Mark, like great guys, great coaches. Yeah. And coming in with the players that we have players, you know, the Aussie guys that came in, the uh, new South African guys, it's just everybody's really clicking, clicking together. Uh, compared to like the past few seasons where guys weren't getting along as well. So I I think our culture, our team culture, is way better this season.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of one of the things we keep hearing. What what do you think it is about that that team culture this year that that has been the the change? Like what what is? I mean everybody's got a, their own opinion on what it is with team culture. We talked with Jake Turnbull a little bit about the culture last week, but you know for you, what's been that change in culture that's really affected you know your overall mindset and your you know, the optimism that you have here.
2: I was saying about that. I was thinking about when, you know, they told guys to get here early, yeah. we got here, you know, uh, you know, we got here pretty early and um, <clears throat> we all came together. Um, you know, one of the players set it up. I set up like the past few years where coaches have set up culture pieces. Well, this time the players took charge and we set up culture pieces with us coming together, uh, just describing what we want for the season and just getting to know each other, you know, hanging out. And uh, just like that, the whole team just started clicking together and That's, it's been, it's been going well. That's
0: good. That's good stuff. You know, another thing that's been going well is obviously, um, you've got, you've got a forwards coach this year. Technically, you had one a little bit last year. It wasn't quite named as a forwards coach, but Wapa came in. Um, talk to me about what it's been like to kind of work with Wapa. I mean, you, you've worked. You know, we talked about it the last time you're on the podcast. Um, you know, you, you worked with the Beast. You're at his academy. Um, you didn't get a chance to play against him last year because they didn't. He didn't travel down when we played DC, which kind of sucked. I uh, know we kind of talked about that, but, um, but what was it, what's it like right now with WAPA and and some of the stuff you're learning on the field with him as kind of the player in a player coach role?
2: Oh, Wap, well, he's a, a great teacher. I call him Mr. Miyagi. But,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a little bit bigger than Mr. Miyagi was, man. What are you talking about? Like a five foot four <laughs> Japanese sensei versus Wapa, who's the size of a mountain. who's about the size of Mount Fuji. Uh, <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> but no, uh, he's a good teacher. I've been helping. He's been helping me a lot with the scrum. Yeah. Uh, on, like really my technique and really working with me, taking Tom, uh, even like, when we're not training, taking the time to talk to me on like what I need to work on, show me videos of like what I need to do, and I've been seeing improvements since you know the, the preseason since the start of preseason when we started working, and also even having patty Ryan there you know playing a tight hit and when he gets him, and he's feeling the different type of pressures for me and like helping me out too so just those older guys coming in and those most uh, those more experienced guys coming in are really helping me you know sharpen up my scrummaging,
0: yeah, what do you think's been the biggest um area of improvement for you? This year in the off season, we'll go to the off season I guess this year. Yeah. The longest off season in history. I think, um, what, 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 do you think, you know, what did you focus on this off season, you know, as, you know, maybe like a one or two things that you thought were pretty vital for you to become a better rugby player?
2: Oh, definitely my set pieces. Um, set pieces. Yeah. You were pretty to- bad about that. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but I, you know, set piece always comes first, uh, when it comes to my position in the scrum, um, and lineouts. So usually in like lineouts, um, I had to work really hard on just getting my lifting technique and not, they, it's a bad habit of looking up to seeing where the ball's coming. And when you just want to focus on your job of lifting the guy, up and be able to hold them yeah. and get up as high as you can. So I really worked on that. And then just, uh, you know, asking a lot of the questions for the technique and the scrum, because that's just my, that's a, for me, that's always just been my biggest work on is just uh, scrummaging first. Cause scrummaging always comes first, the ball play that's second, but my job is to scrum.
0: Yeah. So remind me, how old are you now? 26 26 so you're still young like jake was 26 we talked about this um here, here's my thought right you don't really learn all the dark arts of the front row until you're at least 31. you're just studying the first chapter of the book right <laughs> oh, no it's funny um but you, you, you talked about it and we uh that's it's something that we constantly you know talk to simon about it we talked with all the all the other players the depth of the team and the battles yeah. for each position. Brother, like talk to me about what it's like going, you know, in years past, I think mean, like 2019, like we're just, like scrambling to find players to fill a spot. And, you know, it's like, oh man, we we need to get like we need a lock or we need another front row back up or we need like, mm. you know, we need Rams and time to like we need you to play prop and then we need you to play hooker. And then we need you to play this and like um what's it like to have you know for you, I mean, cause I, I think you, are you covering both loose and tight head or are you just sticking with yeah. loose you are going to cover both i'm
2: covering both I'm okay covering
0: so tight. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> how's that I'm feel?
2: Tight tomorrow actually oh man okay no, there I'm we go Tight behind patty tomorrow but uh you know my main position is it's loose head. yeah yeah and i you know i got the battle with wop uh jamie and uh, and jake and jake so i got the battle with them then we also got on the other side you know patty and mace and mace yeah uh, Mason's not playing this, this next game. So I'm covering in uh, tighthead tight head for this next game right behind Patty. Do, uh, do you think that, it. do
0: you think that helps you overall? Like to know that, you know, obviously it's going to get coming down to, you know, selections for the match and say, you know, you, you can't have a replacement at every single position. Uh, do you think that helps you like saying like, oh, I can cover both, like to get on that, on that, that starting line or not the starting lineup, but just the, you know, the starting 23 or you know, oh, the definitely. match day, 23 20- 20. I-
2: Definitely. I think it's, uh, I think it's good for me to learn both just in case like how we just need both sometimes and, you know, guys get hurt or guys, you know, are, aren't willing to play just because of like injuries or sicknesses, then we need somebody to step up and I'm always willing to step up to uh, cover it, you know, any spot they really need where I can. So I, so I chose where I can play one and three and learn both uh, from Patty, you know, I learned three from Patty, one from, you know, Jamie. So, I think it's really so good. That's not I too that bad. I, mm. I take that.
0: I mean, it's not. <laughs> they, they know a little bit. You know, Patty's. Yeah. yeah thirt- Patty's 30s. A little bit. You know, yeah. <laughs> but, but that just means that, you know, sticking it out here and what I think a lot of the guys, you know, the younger guys, you know, I talked with uh, Jake offline and saying, like, I like Austin. I want to stick around here for a while. I think, you know, you, you too being around here for a while, like building up. You know, you kind of think of like the uh, the succession of what who comes next and taking over that leadership role. Um, do Do you think that you still kind of have a leadership role being there from you know since 2000? I mean, you've been in the MLR since you were 22, 23,
2: 23. Yeah, 23. Mm-hmm. So, in, 23. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I have a leadership role and you know, a say when it comes to certain things on the team. Um, and it's been like it's just been a long, it's been a crazy journey just coming from twenty nineteen seeing where we are now. And I'm willing to, you know, it I'm ain't to the same team. That's really
0: nice. It ain't the same organization, man. Like I'm just telling everybody. I said it last year. I was like, just start over, just hit reset.
2: <laughs> and it's crazy how much has changed. Um, just everything. Like, you know, you still got a few players that stick around. We still got, you know, Zinni and Mason from the first season, from the very first season. Oh before. yeah. Um and it's just it's just cool to see some of the guys. I think we kept what like six six, six seven guys or something from last since two thousand nineteen. Well, actually. from two
0: thousand nineteen you've got you, you, Zenny, Mason, uh, Dom Bailey, and Mo. And sorry if I forgot anybody else. I'm trying to think I don't I don't know now. I forget I forget. I'm, I'm, I'm going through everybody, right?
2: That's,
0: <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. That might
2: be it. That's it. Rod came. Ro- Roderick came.
0: Roderick last came last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See. I, see. I'm good. I, I know. I know my. Team. <laughs> I know my team. And technically, Ned Hodgson's back, but he wasn't here, and like he was only for our first year. So, mm. uh, but that, you know, that's awesome. I think that you know, having you guys around to to still kind of carry on into to say that. To stay, like I'm sure that during contract negotiations at the end of the seasons, people just kind of go, you know, you have the opportunity to go someplace else. Um, mm-hmm. But do you think that uh, Coach Harris kind of changed your mind?
2: Oh, definitely. Coach Harris and Coach Gerard, they both changed my mind. Um, but I haven't really had any thoughts about leaving. I love it here at Austin. I love the people and ev- everything about it. I love it. Like,
3: um, and brisket.
2: Oh definitely the barbecue Some barbecue
0: Everything. babe I' some barbecue and I got me hungry now, so
2: well,
0: right. hey Lauren, we appreciate you coming on, man. We know that uh, you 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 have you know you have the chance to go talk to all kinds of people, like you went and talked to somebody else, another podcast and didn't even mention the supporters group or the love that we show you on the Austin you guys, podcast. You, you have the best podcast. Whatever, man. I, I want to hear Tell, it tell, little tell little the bit. big guy. <laughs> tell tell the, the big guys on notice. We know who has the best podcast. So
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we don't need no t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> tell
2: them to stay in Dallas. Stay, stayed.
0: Dallas. I know he did chose Dallas. By the way, Scott Ferrara, Yep, he chose Dallas to win the Texas okay, Cup. Yeah. That ain't happening this year.
1: <laughs> right. see,
0: he's, already, yeah. he's, he's already, he's already, he do it. So, <laughs> the room as we as we wrap up here, any any last and last words? Anything you want to shout out, to everybody? We've got man, we're a week away, March twentieth, Bold Stadium, twentieth yeah, first game. We got a party afterwards too. After the after crazy. one, after we win, two, Paul Oakenfold.
2: Oh yeah, the DJ. That DJ. Uh, that's gonna be cool. That's a cool experience. We never had that before. No. And you know the the season, uh, the first game's nearly sold out, which is crazy. Like it's, it's about to be a cool atmosphere.
0: Okay. So, so sold out is probably like. Unfortunately, I don't think we can go fi- all five yeah, thousand people. Yeah. We can't do that. that. But what we're that doing, is doing the best that we can. But so that's awesome though. But you think about that from <laughs> a standpoint. Like, by the way, everybody listening, you know, st- stadiums are at fifty percent capacity. I think is what the latest mm-hmm. report was. I don't know these things. Um, yeah, and fifty percent uh,
2: right now. Fifty percent.
0: So there tickets you go.
2: are cheap. Five to five to twenty bucks. Plug it. Uh, if you can't make the first game, we got three. We got three at home games after three that. In a row. We got March 28th. We got uh, April 3rd. So, you know, we got a few games coming up. So if anybody, you know, wants to come to the next few games that can't make the first one, we're here for you, baby. It's,
0: it's going to be a party. <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fun, man. It's going to be awesome seeing that stadium packed.
2: Awesome it's
0: it's going to be awesome winning in that stadium. We man, we tied, tied Utah last year in that game at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a rough one. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. man. But hey, we're going to win in that stadium and then have a good time afterwards. And hopefully once everybody starts getting vaccinated, we can get to 50, full capacity. Man, can you imagine 5,000 people at an Austin, oh, at an Austin Gilgronies, at an AGs with the millions and millions of Gilgroniacs watching around the world?
2: That's cool. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's gonna be real
0: cool. There we go, baby. The the home, the place for rugby. Moving forward, baby. <laughs> Look out. So, hey, Lerome, appreciate you coming on, brother. Always a good time chatting oh, with you. Good good thanks luck. Good me. luck this week. You know, in in, in the match, and good luck. Ne- you know, kicking the season off. And we'll chat with you again later in the season, and hopefully, we're 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 talking playoffs.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely playoffs. All right, man. Have a good one,
0: Lerome. Right. Appreciate it, brother. LaRome White, everyone. Thank you. Fans, we're always excited when we have new people come onto the podcast and tell us about their story, where they came from. Or I mean, for as far back as I can remember, besides having uh, Sam and Mark on, like we've only done players um, and, and head coaches. So that that was kind of a a, a a staple for us, something we always did. But I think this team this year, there, there's been so much unique transition, so many. Big people that have come in to help out so many organizational changes, um, just kind of restarting the whole system and one of those is with our next guest. Our next guest has been leading the strength and conditioning and performance of one of the top teams in the world club teams in the world. I got to be caveats since not national teams, so top club teams we're gonna welcome coming all the way from Christchurch, New Zealand here to Austin, Texas. None other than Mr. Simon Thomas. Simon, how's it going, man?
3: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, I, I can honestly say um, I, I'm always excited for new player signings. It's great that people come. But when there was rumor and and then finally the announcement that you were leaving your position as the head of performance for the Crusaders down in Super Rugby, Arturoa. Did I say that right?
3: Yeah, close enough. Close A- enough. Aotearoa. Aotearoa. I'll, Aotearoa. Aotearoa. I'll, I'll get it,
0: man. I got to practice this. <laughs> uh, but so you you basically were leading one of the performances of uh, strength and conditioning and performance and overall well being of players in one of the top teams in the world and coming here to Austin. Man, uh, walk me through what that was, uh, how that transitioned.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, to be honest, I, I was very I was so fortunate to be involved in, in that team. Like I grew up um supporting that team and watching the crusaders play and it's it still still feels like family and and home you know when i was there when i sort of made the 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 decision to transition out it was one of those things where if you wait until you're ready to leave that day might never come because you'll never really want to um so it was more it was a lot more about the excitement of getting across and sinking my teeth into something new and the challenge of of growing something new and I've known Sam for close to ten years now. We'd done a bit of work together before up in Japan, and I really liked the direction he wanted to head with the team. And then all of the off-field staff here, the way that they want to take the organisation, like it's just so so different, uh, which yeah. is is really exciting. I think the um, when you move into leading the crusaders program it's like moving into a, a well-built mansion it's already really <laughs> nice and it's running really well and then you just you try to improve it by hanging a painting or changing the furniture and yeah you try to make it a little bit better um for when you go so you, but it's already pretty good yeah uh, and there's there's some really good really good foundations here but it's a little bit more uh opportunity to grow something from the ground up say the we're sort of the foundations and the framings here, but there's there's a bit more a bit more work to do, and so that's what most of us that are here are really excited about is contributing to what's been done already and, and seeing just how far we can take this thing. Which will be it's really exciting. To be fair, it's yeah. it's pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. And and you know, for those rugby fans, if, if you watch any Super Rugby, you watch Crusaders, you watch New Zealand rugby. I mean, you know, you know, for the I guess five past years or I guess four past years, if you count you know, the, the off season 2021 is kind of a, or 2020 is kind of throw out, but you were a part of uh, the consecutive winning teams for four years in a row, 17 through 20, you know, as you know, when it broke off into each region's individual super rugby <laughs> championship um you know that that's that's bringing a winning quality to austin that that we that we haven't had here uh we've been we've wanted it obviously as every team does but we haven't had here what are some of the things that you think that in your mindset that you know championship winning teams that that you want to try to instill in the austin team
3: yeah it's it's a really good question it's one of the things i've really Enjoyed because you get across here and you sort of talk to individuals and every everybody wants to know like what's the what's the secret why the Crusaders <laughs> so get so good um, and I, as I said I'm fortunate to have worked alongside some of the best coaches and best players in the world and that makes a huge difference because the other one the players are the ones that get out and play the game and we sort of in the in the back office we sneak under the radar a little bit thankfully my departure from the Crusaders was overshadowed by Dan Carter's retirement so <laughs> I managed to managed to sort of leave. <laughs> Quite quietly as well which <laughs> yeah which was good um but yeah i think there's when when you get the opportunity that i had to, to just see what world class looks like on a daily basis there aren't too many magical special things happening like the crusaders just relentlessly do the simple things well on a daily basis without getting bored of nailing the basics um and so that, that's sort of the uh, what i've been able to hopefully bring in here is just that that belief that actually the the group that's here can do what that group does because they don't do anything magical um and you don't have to search for the secret you just do what's right in front of you and work to get better every day and um and just be relentlessly driven to do the little things that other people get sick of doing because they get bored of it um and that's how you how you keep getting better um i mean having having um you know a, a team stacked Full of all blacks helps, um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I this, mean,
0: this team, this having guys you know from one to <laughs> one to twenty three who could probably step in at just about any time and any team around the around the globe. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, doesn't one hurt. One to
3: forty, <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, one to right, forty, right, one to 40. Group, which is which is the thing. So, um, but that's it's it's, it's usually competitive there, and that's something we really want to grow here as well, like there. To, to really lessen the gap between in your group, so that everybody's on a really even um, competitive level for a jersey, so that you you compete just as much during the week as you do on the weekend, like the the first competitions, just to win the jersey yeah. and to get in to get in the team, and and then if you don't win that jersey, it's preparing your teammate who got that jersey as best as possible to to do a good job in it, and so that's what I've really enjoyed here is just the quality of the people. Like I I wouldn't have gone. Um, like I wasn't thinking of leaving. I wasn't thinking of moving on, and and it was just the, all of the different opportunities and exciting ways that we can do things here that actually led me to go. This is if I, if I don't take this, like I've, I'll probably regret it. Yeah. Um, because we've got a a chance to build something really special with some really good people right right throughout the players and the coaches and and the management that are here. Um, that feeling is really familiar to what we have at Crusaders. Just the quality of the people and how hard they work. That's um. I wouldn't go to the the wrong place with the wrong people for even ridiculous amounts of money because yeah. you'd just be trying to keep yourself happy by checking your bank balance, which isn't sort of how <laughs> how, how, how I how I work. So, like here, just the the people that we've got are so um, so driven to grow this into something incredibly special that that's just what I'm used to. So it, it it feels like home. Like it felt like home before I got here. To be honest, like I was I was probably mentally and emotionally here for a couple of weeks before I physically got on the ground. Um, but I've been able to to keep connected with this group right through the off season yeah. and just gradually connect more here. And I could slowly step back from Crusaders and, and disconnect from there a little bit and allow others to take over and, and make that program better. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it was a, a, a relatively smooth transition because I was so excited to get here. That's awesome. Um,
0: I mean, it's, you know, you, you kind of touched upon it, you know, with the teams and, you know, you talked to the crusaders one through 40, but you know, you know the team that you guys are building you know as a coaching staff as as the performance that is is no slouch at all you know either like you know the we talk about it constantly every week it seems like oh my gosh what's the battle going to be at two at, at one at three at 15 at 12 like you know there's you know at 10 good gravy i mean watching the game last week and you've got uh mac mason out there kicking goals and you've got Kurt Morath, Will McGee and Marcelo Torrialba saying, well, you know, not kicking goal kicking for goals. Like that's a for me, I, I'm sitting there going, man, the battle in every position is probably one of the most intriguing things for Austin this season, uh, at least going into the first game. Um, you know, it's because I don't think you know I have an idea of who's gonna start but shoot I don't know who's gonna i mean what what's it what's it been like for you guys to to look at every player and look at the, how they're training and what's going on and how they're performing on you know in the practice pitch and and to kind of say okay we're starting to get an idea of who may fill into those those slots right now
3: yeah, well, I think that that's the beauty of the the length of this season it's very similar to what Super Rugby was a couple of years ago when it had more than just New Zealand teams in it, it was and, <laughs> and the and and the travel demands is that at at some point in the season everybody's the main guy yeah uh, and everybody's got to contribute and if you're not selected in round one you've still got going to have an opportunity by round three four five and you have to use your whole squad and have everybody contributing and ready to go so that, that's the beauty of having some of that depth is um, is that when if somebody gets pulled away for international duty, or somebody picks up an injury, or somebody needs a rest, you've got somebody else who can step up and fill in with quality. But also on the training field, they're they're competing and it's level, um, and they're and they're going after that jersey as I said before. So I've really enjoyed like this week. I've been able to they watch more closely and be more hands on my first week here had to be at quite a distance yeah. just following. <laughs> Protocols. I, didn't, I didn't want, yeah, the, the last thing I wanted to do was land in the country and disobey the president my first week. So, uh, <laughs> so I, may, I may, had to make sure we did, did the right thing there. And then, um, and, and got to get the green light from, uh, from, from the test and, and come out of being a bit more isolated and join the group more fully. So, yeah, um, but it's it's great watching the players not only compete but help each other because we've got these players that just they've played international footy for for the US for Canada for Chile for for the All Blacks for whoever yeah. um, whoever else we've got in the team Tongan um, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah Tongan and Samoan internationals so. Um, and we've got players that have played over in the premiership and different competitions. So there's a, there's a lot of good understanding of high level rugby and professionalism in this group. And there, there's some good analytical minds. There's a couple of characters too. So we've got some, <laughs> that's some personality like every, <laughs>
0: that's definitely true. There are some characters on that team. I tell you,
3: <laughs> yeah, well, every, every team needs a couple of good weirdos. Otherwise your team's boring. Yeah. So um and it's good we're like there's a there's a real mix from all over the world and all over the country plus some local influence who are really strongly connected to this area which is really important to us they've come through the the community and the club scene here which we we sort of know you that's the roots of where you grow from and if you if you only water the leaves and you don't water the roots and look after your community rugby then you say that the tree dies pretty quickly, so yeah, for sure. Um, so that, that's another thing that's quite exciting that our coaches are really invested in, as well as our players. Is how do we keep connected to the community game and 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 filter and resource down and coaching down and and because that's where everybody's coming up from in terms of playing and coaching. You can't just you can't always just bring people in yeah. globally. Um, you know, you've got to invest in in, in local as well. So yeah. that's a, and and then that's and then you and then you fill holes. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah so it's good yeah. i don't know if i answered your question but no no uh, I, I i
0: i think it does i mean obviously it's you know being here a week and yeah you could you know we you know i think we've talked about it like you were on zoom calls and training through that way and trying to figure out you know chat with the guys any way you can especially you know during covid it's just been it, it's been interesting and i think it'll be interesting the first couple of weeks of mlr as people really are still starting still trying to come together like you know there's still people who are you know all over the place and trying to here there yeah. and everywhere trying to get organized but you know how from a you know you, you are the new head of performance which you know is a is a big yeah, it's a big title in, in rugby and it's very important you know, performance is everything and fitness. And I, you know, I can't even begin to explain all the different levels that you, you cover as far as what, you know, player performance means, but you know, from you know in layman's terms if you can for those listening and and watching if you can kind of describe you know what's kind of your mentality on player performance and and how you're building the austin team but you know without giving away Mm -hmm. secrets of course um but you know maybe some of those things that you're you've you worked on in in new zealand but you're bringing here to austin that um maybe a little bit different or you know just your your philosophy on player performance
3: yeah, well, I think there there's, there are no secrets really. So you could, you could give anybody the recipe and they can still burn the cake or make a good one. So it's um, it comes down to the to the chef and the ingredients sometimes. I think that's it, the, the beauty here is you're able to do. Um, I think well, philosophy for me is not to try and say this is what we do at Crusaders, so I'll try and squeeze that into this box and make that fit here. Yeah. Um It's knowing well what's our playing group? Well, that'll determine our style of play and our style of play will determine our preparation. Um, And the resources that we have around us will determine what our days look like or what our trainings look like. So um, the the biggest sort of impact for me has been able to be on the ground and just sit back for that first week and observe and look at um, the gym versus the field versus the, food versus the, the timings of things and just try to um, how we work through and find the best possible kind of performance schedule for the week that allows us to get physically and, and rugby-wise better for the front half of the week and then sharpen to perform for the back end of the week. So, um, But an underlying philosophy for me is always to, um, to connect with and look after the, the person first. So get to know the people as a whole and what makes them work and what do they really need. Um, to grow them as a person and then after that as a rugby player because that's where they sit and then after that is as an athlete yeah. um, because if I if I just come in and try to build athletes, then we'll be setting records in the gym but not winning games or catching the ball. So um, so being a rugby player comes before the athlete but being a person comes before the rugby player. Um, and that's one thing that I have, have liked here. There's a real um, support for the players to know that sort of for part of the day, you're a rugby player, but then you go home and you're a whole lot of other things. Yeah. You either, you've, you can't so much work at the moment, but at other parts of the year, you've got a, a different job that you do. You've got family to go home to, or you're a, you say you're a, you're a brother or a, or an uncle or a, or a son or a, yeah, you're, you're all these different things away from rugby that, um, then you spend a lot, spend a lot of, a lot more time in that part of your life than you do in the rugby part. And if we ignore that part, then the rugby doesn't go so well. So yeah. um so it's really important to get to know everybody and, and sort of prioritise that and then and then go through that process from there. So but back at back at Crusaders I had um so, that we had, a, had a, a team. There was myself and a strength and conditioning coach and a strength and conditioning intern and a sports scientist and a sports science intern and a dietitian <laughs> and a nutrition intern. Um, you, we had, you, a had ar- you had an <laughs> army.
0: <laughs> you had a small yeah, army.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And part of that was trying to get a lot more individualization into the program by using experts. And then I could, then I just become everybody's assistant and I support the experts. Um, and then you give a learning opportunity to somebody who's studying to, to try it out kickstart their career whereas which is something that will we'll grow towards here um but at the moment it's myself um so you, you lean things down and strip them back quite a lot um but we've, we've, work we've, on building it up later with, right <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean the partnership we have with it with ascension gives a lot though because we've got a couple of athletic trainers that can help bridge the gap for injured players back to play we've got some sports science resource the the league's got a partnership with catapult so we get some gps that we can measure training load and and that sort of thing so um so it's being able to to utilize that where the the sports scientist that we're given out of the ascension sports performance lab um jake he's outstanding like he's he's really really sharp and he sort of operates across us and the bold so um we have him part-time but um, but we get to utilize his skill set, which gets me away from the laptop and back over to the people, um, <laughs> which which is really 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 helpful. Um, say so you just certainly have to to lean things down and and try to do less but do it well.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, you know, obviously, as, as we kind of wrap things up here, um, you know, we're God, man, we're a week a week away, well, week and a half away. Yeah. Uh, day of opening, recording opening is weekend, opening weekend's yeah. right around the corner. Um, you know, t- tell me what's, uh you got butterflies in the stomach right now Little, uh, on kind of pins and needles. Are you not nervous, but just like anxious? Are you ready, ready to kick it off or could you yeah, go, could you go for a couple to... more weeks of training and then, and then be ready?
3: <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm strange as an S and C coach. Like I, I, I look forward to getting out of the preseason and into the in season. I think a lot of strength and coaches would want preseason all year so they can sort of thrash people into the ground. But I'm a bit different because <laughs> I love the energy that players work towards a game day. Like that's what they here for. I mean they, they do have to commit to Monday to Friday to get to Saturday. And if if you win Monday to Friday you get a better chance of winning on on Saturday. You, know, yeah. you can't just get through the week to get to game day. But that, that's the bit that they're excited for. They're rugby players, not rugby trainers. Yeah. So um so that's but yeah, look, it's exciting. Look I, I haven't been out to Dakota yet, but I'll see oh. it on, on Friday on Friday. And so even though I think I think we're almost sold out for for opening weekend, but we've got so many home games to start now in the draw that that's yeah. going to be outstanding because what's going on with the, with the music foundation and actually creating entertainment and an event and supporting the local music industry. And we get to do really cool things like that here. Whereas yeah. if you try to do something a bit non-traditional, Uh, back home, then people will complain because (laughs) they just want a game with less distractions. Whereas here we can, we can go right out there and make it really, um, really entertaining and just go outside the box yeah with, with a game day which is which is great it's really refreshing yeah
0: well we're looking forward to it we're looking forward to seeing the lads out there simon i really appreciate you coming on man this is uh it's always a treat um to chat with guys and you know as you are the first head of performance that i've ever chatted with on the podcast uh hopefully this won't be the last time that you and i sit down and have a good conversation um looking forward to seeing how how things go at the you know kick off in a week and a half and or a week. Yeah. yeah so. so,
3: so am I. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I. Yeah. Well, no, it's great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate it's it. Nice it everybody come on and connect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Man, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing what the guys can do here next week on the, on the 20th, that first home over there. Looking forward to it. Simon Thomas, everybody.
3: Well, oh, good. Appreciate everything you do for us. Thanks, man. Cheers. Cheers.
0: The podcast and join us. Want to thank Lerome White. Love Lerome. He's such a great dude. Uh, really want to yeah. thank Simon Thomas. Simon. I mean, Simon being the new head of performance. God, man, that is. I, I still, I still will call it. People talk about you know uh, Matt Guido and Adam Ashley Cooper being you know the signings. I, I honestly will will argue with people and say that signing Simon Thomas, the head of performance for the Crusaders to come here and be the head of performance of play performance for Austin. It's massive. It's massive. Um wanna think, Bradley. Wanna thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Cheers, man. It's uh
1: thank so you very much. O- I appreciate always it. Always fun
0: to chat. Any you want to give any shout outs, any last minute plugs for other things you do? I know you you work with some guys, uh was it the uh, drinking bros sports? Do you work with the, you
1: work with those guys over there? Yeah, I've been doing drinking bros sports. Uh Eric Tanzi, he's out of Clayton, North Carolina. Clayton RFC, those guys have been doing uh, tailgate legend shows. They do want to get something together later this year at an MLR event. Um, We know where they can go. Where I'm going to be living. Yeah, we, we're looking yeah. at Houston. We're looking at Austin. I've talked to both of those. And then also some people down in Atlanta, too. Got some friends down in the club. So we're looking for some places because he's out of North Carolina. But Eric Tanzi and those boys looking forward to doing it soon. Um, The 20th will be there. Um, hopefully, I think Austin got us a couple of press passes. So <laughs> we'll be looking to get behind the scenes. And I'm looking to bring a guest with me that just has no idea what rugby is. That's always the that best one. Works in the studio and the guys are gonna see it for the first time. So uh if you catch me at the stadium, please come say hello. I'm gonna have people that don't have any clue what's going on with me. So I'd love to show them the community and the people that we hang out with and why we like doing this stuff so much. And um other than that, let's go AGs. Yeah man rooting for the home team and uh this Texas Cup's gonna be a big one coming up on a on the opening match. So right,
0: we're we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to you know that season. Like you said, man, we're just a, we're a big rugby community. We're all everybody, everybody who listens, everybody watches, everybody's out in, in the Austin community. There's gonna be quite a few people in those first matches who don't know anything about it. If you have friends right. or anybody that you know you want to start introducing to the game, have them follow us on social media, Austin Rugby supporters.
1: Always. Good we stuff. should also shout out Slump Busters. Oh yeah. want those guys on it. They want to have us on their show. We'd love to oh, I didn't, I put didn't their tell, names in for press passes. I didn't tell you. I actually was on there yesterday. <laughs> you did?
0: Yeah. It's, I, did, I did it with them yesterday. So <laughs> we're good. Yeah. That one should be coming out here in, here in the next couple of days as well. But um, for everything else, you know, stay tuned for that uh, Austin and LA match on Texas rugby monthly. Give a, give a little shout out and watch over there for the live stream starting on Saturday at, I believe it's five o'clock is the kickoff for that match. So
1: I'll put my hand up now. If you guys need me to call the game, I'll do some color. <laughs>
0: there you go, man. Well, I've done it for Flow Rugby before, so if you need it, I'll put my hand up. We got it. We, there we go. There We go. <laughs> we got somebody to call it. So, well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate it. Follow us on all the social media channels. If you're listening, go check out our YouTube page. You can see our pretty faces if you don't want to see our pretty faces and you're watching on youtube go listen to us on spotify itunes and wherever else you get your podcast as always my name is dustin until next time we'll see you on the pitch